Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got a lot of tech news, including data caps for your home ISP. I can't think of a worst idea. We also talk about the end of the video game Blockbuster, Amazon's potential new shipping service, and Twitter taking a beating. It's a packed episode with just two hosts, so you're going to want to stick around because Don't Panic is going to start right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 121, recorded February 15th, 2016, on Data Capped, Twitter's Collapse, and the Franchise Crash. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast um, that will cap you at 300 gigabytes. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by Patient Zero himself, <laughs> Dan Miller. Dan, how are we doing this week? A little bit of the, the sniffles? Hey, hey. Yeah, the sniffles, the coughs, uh, the nasal congestion. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it sounds like it. It turns out like everyone in New York has this right now. Oh, it's a thing? And if anyone knows if there's a difference between an upper respiratory infection and a cold, let me know. I don't think there is. I don't, I don't my, know if we have any medical expert fans. I'd like to know, though, if we do. My upper respiratory system... Uh, feels terrible. So, <laughs> what about your lower respiratory system? Uh, I think that's that that does something other than respirate. My my lower respiratory system that's that's involved in some other functions, and that's functioning just fine. Working well. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's good. That's good. Well, hopefully we can keep you talking for for an hour here. Now, of course, we're without our 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 third amigo. Third uh, wheel. He's, uh, yeah. He's on a train somewhere, barreling down the East Coast. Uh, there was a gra- oh I don't know if he'll get mad if I show this photo. There was he posted a a photo on Facebook <laughs> of him on the train. Nobody watches this show anyway, so I'm gonna let me see if I can pull it up and show it. Uh, here we go. Put up on screen. Uh, he posted my view for the next thirty hours. Oh, you know it's in the wrong window, so you're not gonna see it anyway. Who cares? Um, so he's traveling the train. Dan, what's uh, what's anything new going on with you? What's uh, what's the scoop other than not feeling well? Any anything of of note? Uh, gonna be doing some new things at work, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Equal parts exciting and terrifying, as exciting things often are. Uh, other than that, no, I don't think so. Uh, I'm really excited about my pick this week. Mm. I've been excited about this pick for like six months now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're finally I was just waiting to until it. the exact right moment to pick it. And well, that, I hope we that found it this week. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I'm I'm less excited about my pick, but I still really like it. I don't know if anyone really gets excited for for doing their taxes. Have you done your taxes yet this year? Uh, no. But my mom should be doing it for me. I hope. Hey. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, I have no idea how to do it. I would I would download some thing, some perhaps a uh, expedient taxing thing or mm-hmm. i would lo- use whatever sean's going to recommend tonight yeah and i won't give away the whole pick but dan i swear i probably even know less than you do and the the beauty i probably know like, i've picked up an ambient amount mm-hmm. of knowledge around taxing probably the, the beauty of today's software is it's basically like you know uh, it's all step by step. Do do you have health insurance? And you just check yes. And they go, well, you know, what kind? And they give you, you know, it's all like yes, no, multiple choice. It's like if you can do the SATs, you can file your taxes, <laughs> um, which is very good because it's 
this is the first year I had uh, investments in stocks. It's uh, my first year with healthcare not on my parents' account, having a health savings account, which is deductible. Um, right. It was. What did uh, you spend your uh, health savings account on? Uh, health-related expenses. Oh, cool. <laughs> like what? Like some like there are all these crazy <clears throat> things where uh, I get emails like, "Oh, you can buy sunglasses with your HSA." Yeah. Because um, people always forget to do it, apparently. Mine wasn't very fun, just out-of-pocket office visits. No, nothing fun. I should have thought of something fun to do with it. That was that was my miss. Um, <laughs> I, I can't imagine what, what crazy things people come up with. But, uh, but you know, I didn't realize this. You obvi- Obviously, it's a savings account. You can deposit money into your health savings account. And even if you don't y- use it for health expenses, it actually has a significantly higher interest rate than a traditional savings account. So I know people who actually keep like 10, 20, 30 grand in their health savings account with no plans Mm -hmm. to use it for health. But the interest rate, because I don't know if you have a savings account at a traditional bank, I'm sure you do. The interest rates are horrific. They might as well be zero. Yeah. Um, And apparently in a health savings account, it's far higher. Interesting. So... This so you're what, giving us financial advice, this is right, why people tune in. We need that. We need that <laughs> giant disclaimer at the bottom where it's like miles of fine print about how we are not financial experts and use at your own risk and your results may vary. You can um, add that in and post. I'm going to have to now. Uh, I don't want to get us in trouble. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, otherwise, no, there's really – I can't think of anything too, too much technology interesting uh, – going on it's no. been it's quiet this time of year because you're post christmas which is when most of the technology stuff is exciting and nobody's really yeah nobody's really coming out with stuff i've tried unsuccessfully to uh uh watch rick and morty season two for like the third time mm-hmm. that stupid comic book well, not comic book what's it called uh uh cartoon network there yes. we go yes, yes, yes cartoon network oh did you watch deadpool though there we go speaking of comic no books. i haven't i don't i really don't make it out to the theater too often i i'll definitely watch it when it comes out on on demand but um did you get a chance to see it yeah i saw it uh last night it was it was good it was it came it comes at the exact right moment in uh united states pop culture where i think that we're starting to hit peak superhero movie mm-hmm. and now this one just really makes fun of the whole notion if it probably my favorite part of the movie and the whole movie was good but my favorite part of the movie was the opening credits Mm -hmm. they don't list any of the actors they just name them by their stereotype the superhero (laughs) the cute girlfriend the comic relief the british supervillain nice Uh, it was really funny yeah, I'm excited. I and any new take on the uh, on the superhero film? I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy was a good example of that, um, <laughs> where you're you're taking yeah. an established formula and messing with it. I'm I'm on board, so I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to see that. Now, I don't know. Are you have any plans to see? Because I, as far as I know, the next superhero movie would be Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yeah, I've seen the trailer, various trailers for that many times, and I'm not that excited. No, I don't like. I don't really, I'm not, I don't know. Batman's cool. <laughs> Superman, I'm not all that interested in. And the whole premise just seems ridiculous. Like, first of all, there's no way that Batman can beat Superman. Like, if they're actually fighting, he, he, he's invincible. So, what are you going to do, Batman? I don't know. 
I think that DC like has had a really rough time of it. Yes, I, I was I was talking with a friend last night. We were talking. He's like, I don't really know what the difference between DC and Marvel is. I was like, well, you know, name some of the movies you've seen. They were all Marvel movies except Batman. Yep. Yep. And the other thing I didn't realize is that Deadpool was actually produced by Fox. Yes, because, but, fun fact, it's because he is a considered <clears throat> technically a mutant, and because they own the X-Men yeah. rights, they get the rights to Deadpool. <laughs> it's so dumb. I hope they go to court over that someday so that, like, the Supreme Court gets to argue about what constitutes a mutant or not before we even have any mutants. Well, it's fascinating. And then you'd be citing precedents from a comic book. <laughs> that would be cool. Well, it is. It is interesting. There's a whole big back and forth between the companies. Two examples that come to mind are um, if you saw Avengers: Age of Ultron, you saw Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch um, introduced as characters, and they are in the comic books considered members of the X Men. They are mutants. But in the Marvel movies, they do not call them mutants. They're actually they actually change their backstory to be created by one of the Infinity Stones to not oh, yeah. be related to mutants at They're all to get around humans, that. Right. And there's actually a second Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies. So there are two Quicksilvers. The other thing that I really love is um, recently Marvel's had a big success with their uh, Squirrel Girl comic. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, no. Yeah, they took this obscure hero, Squirrel Girl, who's a mutant, um, <laughs> and and gave her her own kind of quirky, female-centric comic, and they've been very successful. But there was some questions because in a recent issue, they specifically, almost in a joking way, kind of in a Deadpool kind of way, pointed out that she is in no way a mutant and shouldn't be considered a mutant for specific legal reasons. Um, <laughs> and, and the idea is that Marvel did that, so in case they ever wanted to make a movie version, um, Fox wouldn't fight them over it. Huh. They think that's one of the reasons why um, Marvel has stopped making uh, Fantastic Four comics. They've actually said they're no longer going to make Fantastic Four comics, and they think that's one way to uh, to make sure they never make another terrible Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Well, we're, we'd all be thankful for that. Yes, we will. We certainly will. Although it is interesting that they can make a good, funny Deadpool movie because the original Fantastic Four is very similar in tone, where it is very over-the-top humor, very tongue-in-cheek um very self-deprecating um which has been hard to uh-huh. crack in comic book movies so um if deadpool could do it there you know you never know yeah, but i wouldn't well, get your hopes up <laughs> i hope yeah i think we've seen the last of the uh the fantastic four for some time well, and i think we've seen enough comic book movies for a while i think i mean it's really well, you're gonna start seeing a couple more well, I don't know if you've seen their their timeline or whatever. Well, even this summer plan. alone, right? You've got Batman, Superman. You've mm. got um, Suicide Squad. You've got now that one that I'm excited for. That's also not like a, your stereotypical, right? It's like the Ghostbusters Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then it's all female. And you've got the um, Captain America: Civil War. You've got. Yep. Um, I don't know what the other Marvel movie is this year. They always do two every year. I don't know what the other one is. They're not getting a, a Guardians of the Galaxy this year? No, they just started filming. Okay, okay. Um, oh, Doctor Strange, I think, is later this year as well. Um, Wonder Woman is later this year, I believe. Um, the new X-Men, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman is DC, though. Yeah, Wonder Woman's DC. I'm just saying all all superhero <laughs> movies. Okay. Yeah, there's at least like six or eight this year. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. I it's gonna keep going. We've got to get all the way through till uh 
till what? Till Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers merge? Yeah. In uh, some future movie? Well, the next Avengers That's movie is 2020 or 2021. Uh-huh. So we've got a little bit to go um, before that happens. Um, I was also going to point out, too, today the, the trailer for the new Daredevil on Netflix season came out. Daredevil season two as well. So y- you've got plenty of superheroes. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think we're, we've hit peak superhero? I think so. Like, I think especially after this year, I think 2017 is going to be a tough, a tough year to convince people to go see Avengers uh, 4. Mm-hmm. Or I guess will that be the last one then when they when the Guardians of the Galaxy merge with the Avengers? So Avengers three is broken into a part one and part two movie. Um, oh, and of it's course, of course. All the actors. Who started this? Was this Harry Potter's fault? Um, you know that's the first I can recall, <laughs> but I, I don't know if there was one before that. But you're right. There's a good chance that what it is though, believe it or not, and this is it's kind of a rumor theory, but um, a lot of the actors are signed to contracts based on the number of movies. So, you know, you, it's a three-picture deal or a five-picture deal. Um, actually, some of the new actors are, like, seven-picture deals. But some people think the reason they split into two movies is because they can count it as one and get uh-huh. two movies out of an actor's deal. So if Robert Downey Jr. has a three-movie deal and to get the fourth movie, it's a gazillion dollars. That's one way to kind of stretch their buck. But I, I don't know if that's true. Crazy. We're so nerdy. This is oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good year to be a, a movie actor, that's for sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It must, it must be really valuable. Like, think of like, um, like uh, John, uh, was it Boyega or the the guy from the new Star Wars movie? I mean, you know, he didn't make a lot on the first movie, but man, that dude's gonna cash in. Yeah. Um. Same with uh, uh D- Daisy Ridley, right? Is that her name? Yes. Yes. Something like that. Um. You know that get in in one of these franchises, man. You're gonna do. <laughs> you're going to do okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Enough dicking around. Let's let's get to, <laughs> to the real reason why we're here. It only took us uh, how long? Uh, nearly 15 minutes, but that's okay. I thought it was a good discussion anyway. But we're going to talk tech news, Dan. We've got the rundown here. We've got not a lot of stories. I didn't see any particularly huge stories this week. Again, we're in a bit of a lull. Mobile World Congress is coming up in March. So we're going to see a ton of phone stuff, including stuff from Samsung. So it'll be a bit <coughs> quiet before then. But we do have some stories here, Dan. Is there anything in particular you feel like discussing here? Or a story you don't see here and you yeah. still want to discuss? The video game blockbuster. I hadn't I hadn't heard about this. What is the end of the video game blockbuster? The end of the video game blockbuster. I think this is an interesting story. Um, we've we've talked about it on the show before. Not that we're video game experts, but um, the, you know this idea of a blockbuster video game franchise. Right? They say every Call of Duty game makes a gazillion dollars, and to date, the franchise has made billions. And you know, mm-hmm. you can name Call of Duty and Halo and Gears of War and uh, Grand Theft Auto and, you know, games that are in their fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. I think they've made over a dozen Call of Duty games, right? So it's all about the franchise. And now some of them are being made into movies, including an Assassin's Creed movie that's coming out. Um, they tried to make a Halo movie. didn't work. World of Warcraft's getting a movie. Um, yeah. It's big that money. That looks interesting. I'm really on the fence about it. I'm going to yeah. be honest. I, Super the, on the fence. The trailer actually made me interested, but I'm just concerned yeah. about that. I don't know anything about World of Warcraft, and is it It looked really too much CGI for me. <laughs> it's exclusively CGI. Exactly. So I'm like, eh, yeah. that's sort of like ultra fantasy, where it's like 
too fake to be real look. I never cared for that. Yeah. <laughs> also known as the last Hobbit movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, but when you talk about blockbuster franchises, as far as I can think, we haven't really seen a franchise. I don't want to say fail, but certainly miss expectations. Well, recently, Ubisoft, uh, the Ubisoft, the Ubisoft uh, announced that, that they will not, for the first time in a long time, not be releasing a new Assassin's Creed game in 2016. Uh, their last game, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, um, apparently didn't sell well enough. Uh, they say, quote, this year we are taking a step back and re-examining the Assassin's Creed franchise. As a result, we've decided there will not be a new Assassin's Creed game in 2016. We're taking this year to evolve the game mechanics and to make sure we're delivering on the promise of Assassin's Creed, offering unique and memorable gameplay experiences that make every that make history <laughs> everyone's playground. Well, uh, I'm not that disappointed because I think the Assassin's Creed games are pretty dumb. Uh, and we've talked about that. I, I remember Colby ranting about the Assassin's Creed games recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I don't... All these games that come out one a year, Call of Duty, like, oh my god. It's the same thing every time. And I don't want to play mm-hmm. another one next year. I don't want to play another one ever again. There, I can't think of a single game that comes out on a yearly basis that's actually good. So I'm fine with this decision. <laughs> Totally fine. Yeah, it's just weird when you think about this idea of... of and why does it mean that blockbusters... Why do blockbusters have to come out every year? Like, there isn't a new Avengers movie every year. There isn't a new... As as often well, as it might seem like there is, a new Jason Bourne movie coming out every year. But I will say, it was announced this week that um, in... Over the next... Well, no, not this year, but starting in, 20, in 2017, 2018, and 2019... Each year, there will be a Transformers movie. Oh, my God. See, but those movies aren't good. Well, Good movies don't come out every year. We'll see if Star Wars is an exception to that. There's almost a Fast and the Furious every year. Are those good movies? They make a lot of money, Dan, but that's, my, but that's the point but are I'm they getting good? At. But that's the point I'm getting at. It doesn't matter if they're good if people buy them. Why And why is it that people buy the same Call of Duty game over and over each year, but don't buy the same Assassin's Creed game over and over each year? Well, because the Assassin's Creed games are even worse than the Call of Duty games. <laughs> you are not holding back. Um, yeah, let's let's look at the Rotten Tomatoes for the Fast and Furious movies. That's fifty three percent, thirty seven percent, twenty eight percent, sixty nine percent. That's pretty good. Thirty six percent. Yeah, I'm not I'm not holding that. No, no, and they're not. Listen, I I agree. They're they. I, I like the first Transformers. Oh my God, I thought all the, the way to twenty twenty one. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, and they're spin-off movies, and they're they're making a whole universe out of it, which is really yeah. fucking annoying. Um, but you know, I just think about the these games and these franchises, and the idea that they sell them every year. And I, I have to separate out the why they do it and the should they do it. Right? I get why they do it because they do sell a lot of these games every time, and I think it varies by game. Madden. Makes sense to put out. Well, actually, no. These days, it doesn't make sense to put out. It used to make sense. Now that you can update the rosters online and the game updates itself over the internet, you really don't need a new version each year. You know, they make the rain look a little more realistic on the helmets. You know, and um, and that kind of thing. But I, I, I can see 
to me, it's it's becomes a ripoff in the Halo Call of Duty type games where it's like, well, if you want to play multiplayer with your friends, you know, their their old version doesn't yeah. play with your new ones. So uh, that makes sense. But I think in a game like Assassin's Creed, which is really a, a story based single player, how many times can you tell the story over and over and do yeah. it every single year? I mean, look at yeah. look at uh, Grand Theft Auto. How many years is it between those games? It's a it's a, it's many. It's yeah. like three or four. It's a long time. And those are good games because they take time, and then you 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 want more. Yeah. So maybe this will mean that the next Assassin's Creed will actually be good. So if so, then I, I welcome this this change in schedule. Well, and and I think the, and I think Apple is a little bit succumbing to this, where the regularity takes out some of the excitement, right? If you know there's going to be an Assassin's Creed game every year, you forget about it. It's like, well, there'll be another one. There, oh, yet another new Assassin's Creed yeah. game. Even if it was better, would you notice? Yeah, probably not. I mean, technology's different because you do want the newer processors at least once a year. Some people want them more often than once a year. But that's the same reason why you buy a new Call of Duty game because you want the new map packs and you want the new weapons and you or the same reason you buy Madden because you want the new players and you want the new you know I agree it's not one to one but you know the games for me that yeah. make a reason to upgrade are the ones that get upgraded to me what is what is the selling point for me buying the new Assassin's Creed other than forty more hours of the same thing what's what's the yeah. sell No, I see what you're saying so it's like uh, a bit less skeevy version of like the microtransactions it's just an annual transaction <laughs> uh every year you pay 60 dollars. exactly well and you know we we've seen i don't remember the exact titles of all these services i know we talked about on the show this idea of paying a subscription to a specific game and in exchange for that you get all of the dlc and the map packs as they come out and it's a subscription I'd love to see Assassin's Creed say it's always Assassin's Creed and once a month a new mini story pops up in your game or once, you know, give you reason to keep coming back over and over and not making a one-time $60 purchase every 365 days. Well, this is sort of what Destiny did. Yeah. And it worked, worked, I guess, worked out well for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, they're going to come out with a new Destiny game next year, apparently. (laughs) Of course. And the year Uh, after. But still, that that was two years. So... Yeah, that's that's two years. I think that's that's a reasonable pace. That's sustainable. You know, I really like the model of Mass Effect. I don't know if you ever played Mass Effect. I love Mass yeah. Mass Effect 2 is my favorite game ever. A lot of people really like Mass. It's actually on my list of games to play. But the, the great thing about Mass Effect is they made three of them and then they stopped. That's it. They didn't. There is a there is a new Mass Effect coming out this oh, year, but there? it's like completely unrelated to the other yeah. three. But at least they waited, right? I mean, how long ago was that? That was a while back. That it was, was years. Uh, senior year of college. That was yeah, 2012. So about three years, something like that. Four, four years. Oh yeah. boy, God, we're so old. Um, yeah, no, and that's that's smart. I, I, you know, I totally get that. But I just, un- unless you have a really fantastic selling point, you know, Assassin's Creed really reminds me of a game stuck in the past, right? What is what is the new feature to it? What is what is the reason why I'm going out and buying this game? Like, it's kind of like a new car. Every year, yeah, it's a car, but what's the new flashy feature that's going to get me in the door to the dealership? I mean, not every game can be like Call of Duty and Destiny where you're basically addicted to it and playing with your friends and buying these map packs and going along with your friends every year. Agreed, but then those games don't need 10 versions over 10 years. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. Totally agree. We're violently agreeing with each other. <laughs> it is weird, but but do you think this has any effect on the idea of video game franchises? Or you think it continues to steamroll no. the American people? I don't think it's steamrolling any American people. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe Call of Duty, but... Like what? A, and and the sports games. You'll see the sports games. They appear to be doing fine. They've been doing one every year for mm-hmm. twenty years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most video game franchises aren't every year, anyways. I think very few of them outside of sports. They've got Call of Duty and Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is kind is of amazing that- <laughs> if you think about it that they did one every year, just about yeah. every year. That's pretty amazing. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Because I think that multiplayer games are a lot easier to make. Like, maybe that's not true, but you're you create a thing that then people get like a lot of enter, hour entertainment yes. hour value out of. Without but with a single a lot player of effort, game, yeah. like you have to make every hour uh, that people are going to enjoy. Yep. So I am impressed, and not all of them are bad. Right. But. They were so mixed that I lost interest a long time ago. No, that's exactly it. When it becomes a regular occurrence, there's no reason for you to run out to the store and buy it. Not that anyone runs out to stores and buys things anymore. (laughs) Um, There's no reason for you to jump out of bed, walk (laughs) over to your TV, and press the download button. Yeah, you're not running out to your local GameStop at midnight and waiting in line to get the new Assassin's Creed. No, and I'll never have that experience. Like, I, I came into my agency as a game player like as a uh, an adult with purchasing power too late to camp outside for anything i did that once i took i bought my ps4 on amazon pre-ordered it and it just showed up i did that i did that once with i don't know if it was it was with matt mariani who who friend of the show uh, or or it was mike rudden at the time it was one of the two of them and they took me they were going and i said i would join them it was a midnight release at gamestop at the poughkeepsie galleria um classy place classy play at midnight um and it was what game Did was you have I, your chaperone with you it was one of the halo games now luckily we were old enough at the time if you <laughs> looked at the audience we were maybe a little too old um <laughs> but we stood there in line for like an hour to get whatever the new i don't know if it was halo or whatever game it was and i'm like this is the stupidest goddamn thing i've ever experienced in my life <laughs> like why the hell it was such a waste of time i'm like i'm glad no one does this anymore um that really sucked. Uh, yeah, so we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens with Assassin's Creed. Are you excited at all for the Michael Fassbender-led 2016 film Assassin's Creed, based on the popular video game franchise? No. Has there ever been a good movie based off of a video game? I've... Have we talked about this before? I think we have. This seems okay. really familiar. I don't remember what our result <laughs> was. Don't, I'm don't... suddenly remembering looking up the reviews for the Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. Yes. We had a big discussion. Yeah, so no, I'm not excited. But it might be the World of Warcraft movie this year, or it could be Assassin's Creed. But probably not. Uh, (laughs) We'll see. Um, All right, Dan. uh, Let's see what else is in here. Um, I guess I can ask you quickly. Colby and I had a literally. I think we did like half an hour last week on the new Twitter algorithmic timeline. Um, oh, okay. And I want to give you an opportunity. I've said my piece. I have not tried it, by the way, because I don't use the Twitter app. Um, Is it even out? It, it. Well, they're rolling it out, so you might have it. How um, do I know if I have it? Well, you, do, you, do you use the Twitter app? 
I can use the Twitter app. All right, you have to use the Twitter app, and then uh-huh. uh, I actually have no idea how you know if you have it. I would, I would, <laughs> I would assume that it, it it lets you know somehow, but your guess I is still get the while you were away stuff, which has always been useful. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's gonna look similar, um, but I didn't know if you had any theories or thoughts or concerns or problems or any any big ideas. No. Okay. Here's the thing, like. I use Twitter as a thing to read when I have like a minute or less of of downtime and I don't I don't care what it is I'm reading. I'm not reading Twitter for uh completion nor am I reading it for recency. I'm just reading it for entertainment. So mm-hmm. if they want to deliver me a more entertaining set of tweets when I open it, I don't care. Sounds good to me. You are the perfect customer for that. <laughs> you, you, I could not think of a better customer um, yeah. than exactly what you described. I think that's most people, though. Like sometimes I think sometimes you do want to see by recency if there's some event. Uh, I think a lot of times, though, when you're doing that, you're searching like hashtag Grammys or whatever tonight. If you want to see tweets about the Grammys come in real time, you'll probably search for it. Uh, but there might be a an option to switch to recency i could see wanting to do that sometimes but otherwise uh i'm just dipping my like my face into the twitter bobbing for tweets Mm -hmm. grabbing a tweet apple and and taking a bite and then going home (laughs) yeah and that's what's fascinating is you know uh, a a platform is all about the people who use it i read we we talked about this last week i I follow about i don't know what it is today 560 people give or take and i read Uh probably 90% of those tweets um, in timeline order, unfiltered. Um, And I like it that that way. Yeah, I'm following 561, but I wonder how many tweets I get in a day. I'm sure it's a lot. I I know it's a lot, but it all depends on who you follow, too, um, if your followers tweet a lot or not. But I I know I get a lot, and I read all of them, but that's why I like Twitter um, and why I hate Facebook is because I never see anything good on Facebook because its algorithm blows. Um... I I will say that Facebook always shows me what I want to see. Mm. I never I very rarely feel like I missed something. Oh, missing things no, but I just don't follow enough people and there's not like I said most of the people I follow on Twitter aren't friends. They're, you know, right. and I when I do follow friends, they rarely tweet. Like you Dan, you don't tweet very often. Um I don't tweet well. very often. But what I love on Twitter are news accounts and 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 political accounts and technology accounts and comedians and all kinds of stuff like that. But the, I think the conclusion we got to last week was, and I really do recommend people go listen if you didn't listen to last week's. I thought it was an outstanding discussion, but um, it was that it's good for Twitter to have a range of options for a range of customers, whether you're a raw feed guy all the way to the complete other end of the spectrum of I just want the five best things because I have two seconds right now to look at it. Um, but also stuff in between where it's, you know, you know, hey, Sean, here are 20 accounts that tweet a lot, but you very rarely interact with them. Would you like to unfollow them, you know, and clear <laughs> up some junk in my feed and things like that? Like, I, I want more options to make my timeline yeah. better um, that don't don't require a complete extreme on either end. Um, but it's good to have options. And it doesn't seem like the world is ending now that it's out. So. But we do have a story here in the rundown that we can talk about. Where um, the world is ending? Where, where, well, as far as, your, as, far as Twitter <laughs> is concerned, I cannot tell you how many tech pundits I have seen over the last two oh, weeks okay. write the 
Twitter is dead story. Um, oh, yeah. And part of the reason they're writing that is because Twitter released their earnings this week. Um, Dan, you want the good news or the bad news first? Uh, hit me with the bad news first. You want to hit you with the bad news? Twitter, if you look at their active monthly users, they're flat quarter over quarter. Once you include international users who just have the SMS version, they actually lost 2 million users. This is the first time in the company's history they've actually lost subscribers quarter over quarter. Now, would you like the good news? Sure, but then I have a question about that. All right. Revenue grew by 90% compared to the same quarter last year, while losses shrunk by 27%, and that their base of advertisers grew 90% from the year before. So they're making more money but on less people. What's your question, Dan? Oh, how do they define subscribers? In terms of... Like, uh, you said active monthly users. Is that what you said? So it's the first time that active monthly users has gone down. Y- yes, monthly and active that, do, users. Monthly active users. And do, do they define what it means to be an active user? I don't know if they do in this article. I'm sure they do somewhere. Um, that is a good because, question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, doesn't really say. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, that's really their statistic. Um, and that's why it's more valuable to look at it comparatively than it is on its own. Um, I would guess it's people who log in a certain number of times per month. Um, are considered active. Um, Uh But there's this great chart. I'll put it up on screen for the folks at home that show the bar chart (coughs) of the quarter-over-quarter growth. Um, And you can see a pretty obvious trend line um, going down and down and down and down into 2015. Um, Now, this is growth you're looking at this chart. So it doesn't mean they're necessarily losing followers. It just means that their growth has now flattened. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is bad because... What is the number one most important thing to a social network? Active and users. Wall Street. And Wall Street. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the, honestly, it's amazing that a company grew revenue by 90% year over year, and yet their stock tanked because they announced they lost less than 1% yeah. of, their follow, of their user base. <sighs> yeah, it's all weird. Capitalism is, like, pretty messed up. <laughs> You can be a successful business, and that's you. You can't just be a successful business. You have to be a wildly successful business mm-hmm. for for you to make money on the stock market, which is like a totally BS thing, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the it's a Ponzi scheme. I mean, these days with the stock market and their their you know uh, algorithmic instant transactions and their you know there was what was it? There's that famous story of the AP. The Associated Press accidentally tweeted out that Barack Obama had been killed, had been assassinated, <laughs> and they retracted it within like a minute. It was it was a total mistake. But the stock market algorithm system scanned Twitter for national events and actually crashed our stock market very, you know, it dipped very quickly and came back up, but actually crashed our stock market automatically with nobody touching <laughs> anything based on a bad tweet. I mean, yeah. it really is a very disturbing system when you look under the And then there was the when uh, Knight Capital went out of business because of a bug in their uh, algorithmic trading system. Mm-hmm. Just boop, I mean, a couple seconds later and you're done. And everyone that invested money with them lost all their money. Yep. Yep. And, and 
even overall outside of that, we've seen tech stocks taking a real a real beating. Apple's way down. GoPro, we've talked about on the show, has really been hit quite hard. It's it's generally not been good for tech stocks in general. But I, I, I'm I'm more interested in this uh, together with the algorithm story. I don't want to ask the question, is Twitter dead? Because I think we would both agree that's not true. <laughs> Instead, I will phrase it as, is something wrong with Twitter? And if there is, what can be done to fix it? Yeah, people talk about this a lot. I think that there's... <clears throat> I just locked my screen by accident. There we go. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, per se. Uh, it's a, like a very successful business, as we've said. Mm-hmm. I think that what's wrong is the expectations, uh, both from places like the stock market, and I think also from within the company. Uh, obviously, there should be an advertising component to Twitter's business, uh, but. I think that a lot of this other stuff, like the moments stuff, I don't really, and I, I don't know what the answer is, but none of this stuff feels like when I've seen it, I've gone like, aha, uh, this is clearly in the Twitter, uh, in the vector of Twitter. Like this is something that really makes a lot of sense to have here. And they've done a lot of things like this. They're old music app what was that yeah, i called? forgot about that yeah 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 yeah. i think it was just twitter music but uh yeah, yeah that's right vine is the best example vine makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. it fits really well and it's awesome uh i go on vine all the time uh, not all the time but i go on vine and i'll i'll go on for like a half an hour and like go through all the stuff i missed find all these crazy things yeah it's the, nice uh, you're the person who showed me the uh, owls right yes that's right the owls Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think there's anything wrong. Uh, I just think we haven't really figured it out yet. And it also sucks that there isn't a place for a company like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Twitter is experiencing what all social networks experience, which is when... When does growth stop becoming a key metric, right? When is your network big enough? And some would say it's never big enough. But at some point, we have to admit to ourselves, maybe it is there big enough. There are only so many humans. I mean, well, if you ask Facebook, not, they want to get... being born at a fast enough rate for the stock market. And I agree. <laughs> I don't think these, some of these companies realize that. And I don't think investors realize that. And, and the, you know, Facebook comes out and said we had, for the first time ever, one billion people actively using our service on a single day. People will say that's not big enough. How do we get bigger? And I'm all for growth. But what concerns me about you talk about moments and music and some of these things that have half worked out, not worked out for them. To me, Twitter's current strategy is focused on getting new users and not supporting their current users. All the time on Twitter, I see people complaining with a list of things that they would like Twitter to do, like the ability to edit a tweet after you post it. Why can't we do that? (laughs) Like, that's to me is a no-brainer, right? And there's a whole, like we talked about before, a better organization of the timeline or some of these things. Although I don't know if uh, algorithmic, I think that's more towards new users. But I just think the difference is that 
when does Twitter decide, instead of putting resources behind getting new users, let's focus on keeping and supporting and, and making our current users happy and enjoy our platform? Because And using it more. Because and using it more. I, wasn't it, isn't it the case that a lot of Twitter users don't use it all that much? Not like nearly as much as Facebook. Passive, they're very passive users. Yeah. And you and people who are passive won't spend as much time staring at your ads. Mm-hmm. And 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 assuming Twitter has an audience they're happy with and their advertisers are happy with, it's more valuable for them to have that audience stay on the site longer than it is to have more people to stay on the site shorter. Because shorter yeah. time, no matter if you have more people, they're just going to see less ads. So even fiscally, it makes sense to to really support the current base you have and and make your apps the best. Because when I use Tweetbot, I don't see ads on Twitter. So they're not yeah. making a dime off me. Um, yeah. So if, if the Twitter app were better and had some of the features I get in Tweetbot, then I would use it. Um, yeah. I have a question for you. I've noticed that Instagram ads have gotten really good. Yes. Like the Instagram ads that I get are super relevant. Uh, they're well formatted. They're interesting to look at. I. It's amazing. I don't get all that many of them. Like mm-hmm. I get... A couple a day. I'm scrolling through right now. I don't. There you go. Got one. Uh, they look good mm-hmm. and they fit and they're interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I can't say the same about Twitter ads yet. Yeah. And Twitter, to be fair, I mean, the, the, the problem is their ads are trapped in the 140 character limit. So <laughs> immediately you're you're in many ways limited to what your ad can be. Um, and unless they come up with a better way to do it, I don't know. The interesting thing about Instagram ads is that. Instagram has such a tight grip over their ad network, like I've seen very rarely on a lot of these platforms. Like, it's not that they hand approve every ad, but they almost do. Um, And they have all these guidelines about your ad can't have any text in it where it says, you know, the the link to your website Mm -hmm. or something like that. It has to be artistic. It has to be, you know, all these things to purposefully not make it an ad. I think they have one of the better ad experiences personally. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. Um, and I do think it's more relevant and I, I don't know what their results are. I'm sure they're at minimum encouraging. Um, but I think Instagram is a, is a great example of a platform that focuses on supporting their current users. Just this over the last couple of weeks, we've seen them roll out multiple account support. We've seen them roll out, um, just today or yesterday, they rolled out, um, uh, video view counts. So if you post a video, you'll be able to see how many times it was viewed. Um, oh, cool. All, I didn't know that. These, I very these, rarely post videos. Yeah, and these are things that will <laughs> not bring in new users, but they are things that will really help existing users, and I think that's really a powerful thing. You you cannot forget about that audience. Um, and I think Twitter's really really a stagnant platform that I think really is missing, <laughs> missing features that don't change the platform but make it better. That's my yeah. view. But no, Twitter is not dead. Stop saying Twitter's dead. Twitter is not dead. Get over it. <laughs> nothing it's is not. nothing is ever dead on the internet. It's not dead. Are they happy on Wall Street? That's another story. But apparently not. Apparently not. But this is not a Wall Street show for good reason, um, <laughs> as we discussed also, earlier. When you have to say that twice in one show, Sean, you might we might have to rethink our 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 position here. <laughs> yeah, we have talked a lot about about finances today. All right. Um, and my pick also includes it, so we're not done yet. But before we get to that, we have time for one more story. We did a lot of time on this other stuff. Um, we've got 
or we can just do a quick summary of all of them. We've got data caps being tested by CenturyLink, uh, currently being tested by Comcast in many cities, limiting you. Um, okay, so let's do the data caps one. All right, let's do the data caps one. Um, I believe we've talked about it on the show before, though it has been a while. Comcast, AT&T, and other smaller internet providers have been doing it for a while. This week, CenturyLink... Um, announced that they are looking into data caps too. Uh, quote, our competition is using metered plans today, and I think it's an area we have to explore and consider. They intend to start trials likely later this year. Um, Comcast has been rolling them out city by city um, in a more limited basis, um, which is quite interesting. Um as far as uh, Comcast, so I'll just give you... We don't know the details of CenturyLink. They haven't said it. However, um, already, if you're a Comcast subscriber in certain parts of Virginia, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Louisiana, you may already have a 300 gigabyte monthly cap with an extra $30 <laughs> charge to go unlimited or an extra $10 for every 50 gigabytes over that 300 um, although it changes a little bit by region. Exciting. Yeah, isn't <clears throat> it? Uh, so I stayed in New Zealand where they had data caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, all ISPs had data caps and it was terrible. Uh, no one would pony up. So the way it worked is when you went over your data cap, you could still use the internet. It just got slower. Mm-hmm. Sort of like how some of the cell phone throttling data yeah. caps work here. Mm-hmm. And I was staying with a bunch of college students. So maybe that was why, but no one would pay extra to get a higher data cap or no data cap. They would just get the slow internet, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes your service look bad. It makes the internet not work that well. Uh, and I thought that New Zealand just had terrible internet, which might be true. <laughs> I, uh, it's a small island. It's true. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was not fun. Yeah, this... This pisses me off, and I, I think this 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 really sucks. And what I will say about it is that it, it's confusing to me. And I don't pretend to be an infrastructure expert. Um, God knows I never want to be one. But I I in my head anyway, the idea for data caps and throttlings on wireless kind of makes sense. Towers can only handle so much traffic. There's only so much aerial waves i i don't know how it were you know tower overload whatever i i'll i'll let you have that one but nobody has been able to explain to me how our on the ground transmission system requires a data cap to provide a better experience to consumers and that it is not just a money grab by isps to upcharge you for something you should get anyway yeah well i have to wonder cuz i'm I actually don't know, but I'm pretty sure I don't even use 300 gigabytes a, a month. I have and no I'm, idea. A, <clears throat> I'm a pretty heavy internet user. So who are these people that they're targeting? Like 300 gigabytes is a lot. It was way more than what they gave you in New Zealand. It was like 50 in New Zealand or something insane like that, which was like a house of five people does not go very far at all. Well, I will say <clears throat> um, I read an article a while back and I don't, don't remember the details of it, but that there was a gentleman <laughs> who got who who is in the U.S. and is being capped, um, and they claimed he went over his cap. So the following month, he put a tracker on his internet usage and found they vastly overestimated the amount of internet he used. Now that's one specific mm-hmm. case, and it doesn't indicate, you know, a trend. But 
Um, you know, it depends on how you define these things and how these, you know, is their tracking accurate? Um, and I just don't, I just don't know why. Like, if they could tell me, Sean, we have, so many people are using the internet now to pump so much data, the copper wires in the ground can't handle it. So we put these caps on to deliver a better experience to you so your service is, isn't interrupted. I will say, fine, I get it, you can do it. Nobody has made that argument. Like, why... FCC, get on it. Like, I don't, how is this, like, legal? Like, this should be, this is the biggest crock of crap I've ever heard. On Again, unless <laughs> there is a technical reason, this is a money grab, and it seems vastly unfair to me. And it really, <coughs> it really bugs me. I'll let you have wireless. I don't, I've had unlimited internet at my home for 25 yeah. years. I don't know why all of a sudden you're putting a cap on it, other than to get money out of me. So I will say, uh, in December I used 275 gigabytes. Uh, there you go. Bandwidth. I didn't. You I didn't more know. Than you think. Yeah. You know, high high def streaming and downloading, and I mean, I, I upload gigabytes of files every 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 week doing the show. I'm we're streaming yep. to Twitch right now. I mean, you know, it 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 really eats up data more than you'd think. So I I think I I think it's just absolutely insane. As if internet service isn't overpriced enough already. <laughs> it, I, I, this really pisses me off. Yeah. This is such crap. But if you're out there and you know of a technical reason or at least a good use case as to why we need these data caps, please let us know. Don't panic show at gmail.com um, because I would like to know. Because if that's true, I'll shut up. <laughs> but I don't believe it to be true. No, you won't. No, I will. Uh, listen, I'm happy. It, again, if it is a better experience for me as a customer to have these caps, then I will do it. I will do it. Because if, if I don't think Verizon's made this argument blatantly, but if they came to me and said, Sean, the reason your cell phone has a data cap is because there are people out there who stream Netflix HD and our towers can't handle enough traffic and you'll have no internet speed. Okay, that's fine. Then I'll take the cap. As long as everyone gets one, that's fine. Yeah. But as far as I know, that's not true over, over, over hardwire. But I'm not um, an expert. Believe it yeah. or not. So there is like there has to be a, a throughput limit, right? Sure. Like at a certain point you need to buy more hardware. Sure. That is true. Um But they don't but, but what confuses me is but they don't throttle you. So they're not <laughs> even slowing you down, they're just charging you for more. Yeah, you're right. I get the You're throttling right. piece. A, yeah, and actually, yeah, yeah. by the way, ISPs do throttle you because at peak internet times, your speed will go down depending on where you live in your ISP. Sure. So you do, and that's in a not way, so get much throttling as it is congestion. Yeah. 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 And it's not on purpose, it's just part of the system. But yeah. it's built in, it's designed to handle that. Yep. Oh, that, well. Oh. oh. I'm so Let's mad. Hope. I'm going to lose some sleep tonight over this. This is ridiculous. Um, Comcast, don't be buttholes. All right. Um, well, they're always going to be buttholes. I know. But why you got to just throw one more and pump another 30 bucks a month out of me? It's just such a... Uh, it's just dumb. Just dumb, dumb, dumb. Although I will say, I did see the other day, and which actually made me pretty happy, um... AT&T is promoting their new, if you bundle it with DirecTV, your wireless service, you have unlimited data. I don't know if you've seen uh -huh. their ads they're running. Um, 
But because of a, a lawsuit, now on the ads, it says in pretty big print, after 22 gigabytes, your speed may be throttled. Right in the ad. Good, not even fine print. Bigger than fine print. And actually, I'm pretty happy about uh-huh. that. That's being honest and upfront about it. Now, I know they legally have yeah. to, but um, I'm at least happy to see that they admit it's not unlimited, unthrottled data. Um, and and I'm, I was happy to see they're being upfront about it. So at least there was something. Yep. Whatever that's Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. I I agree. Throttling's fine. Uh, but, yeah. Eh. Always give me the option to pay for more. I think that's one of the problems with the cell phone plans is, oh, yeah, you can get up to 10 gigabytes, but you can never have any more, no matter how much you pay us. Yeah. Well, take their money and build better stuff then. Like, Mm-hmm. Don't just sit on it. And it's, uh, although, to be fair, like that is the problem we have with the land ISPs is that they're not improving anything. That's no. why you can't get Verizon FiOS anywhere. Yep, <laughs> which sucks. Um, yeah, it's and that and the problem is it's wildly inconsistent ISP to ISP, wireless and wired. Um, you know, there's no, you know, you can pay for extra data on one carrier but not another, and uh, it's just mm-hmm. it's it's a really broken system. Yep. Yep. Anyway, let's turn this into a more positive note. We're going to move on to picks <laughs> this week, and we both have picks. Well, at least a pick Dan's. Ex- I'm excited to hear what Dan has because you've been waiting for a long time oh, okay. to, to yeah. share this with the world. So, what uh, what do you have this week? Okay. Uh, let's see if this is going to work. I'm going to try something crazy, Sean. I'm going to try to play music through my Skype thing. Oh, boy. All right. I won't stop right. you. Can you hear anything? No. No. Okay. Never mind. But uh, I can but play. If I send it to you, then you can play it. Yes, I can. But you there won't you hear go. it. So you'll just have to That's... trust that, I, uh, that I'm doing that. I'll trust you. Aw. Uh, so there's this really cool band, uh, 2016 or 2015 Grammy Award winning, just tonight announced Grammy Award winning band called Snarky Puppy. Uh, they are a massive band based out of Brooklyn. They are like part jazz band, part R&B, part uh, funk, part gospel choir, part orchestra. Uh, like 40 people are in this band. And they record some really wild albums uh, with like uh, funk music and R&B music and Middle Eastern music and... Uh, uh, like Brazilian music and then they just came out with a new album which is really cool called Family Dinner Volume 2 and what Family Dinner albums are are they get a bunch of artist friends that they have uh, some of which are really famous they put them all in a room for like a week and then they record what happens so the, you'll get uh, R&B artists uh collaborating with Swedish fiddlers to make this really weird song. Uh, and they recorded it in this uh, church in New Orleans. Uh, the sound is really beautiful. There are a bunch of videos. I would highly re- recommend checking out the YouTube videos for Family Journal Volume 2 because uh, you can sort of see how spontaneous it was and how much fun they're having. Uh, so they're a lot of fun to listen to, a lot of fun to follow. Uh, they clearly just really like making music. And having fun. Uh, every album is totally different. Uh, so they, they don't 
like people really like their funk stuff and that's what they got known for but uh they like to try all sorts of things uh one of my favorite so the there's a appalachian folk singer and the uh swedish fiddlers collaboration is really good there's another really good one is this guy uh, David Crosby. Do you know who David Crosby is, Sean? You know, it sounds really familiar, and I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> what uh, famous band in history had the word Crosby in it? Well, that would, of course, be the Crosby Show. No, uh, no, <laughs> no, Crosby, Stills, uh, Nash & Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So David Crosby of, of Crosby, Stills, Stills Nash & Young, Young fame yes. does a... a uh, a duet with this uh, super young, like uh, teen star, uh, British piano player. You couldn't find two more opposite people, like a punk uh, teen pop star and this old grizzled hippie poofy white haired guy singing like a folk song, and it is really beautiful. Uh, so check out Snarky Puppy. It's on Spotify and Apple Music, YouTube, all the things. Uh, especially check out their new album, Family Dinner Volume 2. Uh, Grammy Award-winning band, two years in a row. That's awesome. Dan, uh, you have been mentioning these guys for quite a while. Oh, I, I, have? I actually didn't believe they were a real band um, <laughs> until you insisted they were a real band. But um, I just listened to them for the first time on YouTube, and we played a little bit under you while you were talking. And... Uh, I'm on Amazon right now uh, buying their album. So Nice. Good job. You did it. You should be super proud. Um, They're playing in Boston on April 4th. Ooh, pretty tempting. Something like that. Pretty tempting. Yeah, this is this is fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Snarky Puppy, of course, we'll have the link um, on our website, <laughs> don'tpanic.io um, as well. Check that out. Very cool. Uh, my pick, considerably less cool, like to a an order of magnitude like we've never seen. Um, but mine's practical. So um, my pick is H&R Block. Now, you may have heard of them, uh, the fine tax people at the H&R Block. And they uh, and it's tax season, right, Dan? We have, what is it, April 15th is your... Is your is your closing date something like that? Something like that. Something like that. So you still got a little time left. I am a fan. Actually, two reasons. I like doing my taxes early for two reasons. One, I actually read today you're more, you're less likely to get your identity stolen if you file your taxes earlier because it actually what what apparently scam artists do is they go in, um, they steal your identity, file your taxes on your behalf, and take your money. Um, and they run away, but the earlier you do it, the less chance they have of doing it. So that's one reason you should do it early. The other is the government has your money. Take it back. So um, I have used – I used it last year, and I'm using it again this year. H&R Block's tax software. I've used H&R Block, and I've used Tax Act, which is a website that will do it for you. And for me, H&R Block is fantastically easy, like stupid easy um, to use for I don't know shit about taxes and it's just all yes and no like you know did you do this this year did you do that last year what is this what is that very easy to do very easy to file I did upgrade to the deluxe version so they have their free basic version and then they have a bunch of packages I got the deluxe only because I have investments this year for the first time not that I made any money but uh, I still got paid taxes so um and the other thing too is if if you buy it, I, the link Amazon link will be on the website. Thirty five bucks, you get the the uh, federal and state filing, and you get the deluxe software as well, um, PC download or Mac download. 
Um, that's just my pick for tech software. I find it the easiest to use. I find it works well. Um, and what's really great is keep an eye, flag the prices. And I tell you this because I actually got it. The, the deal is done, so you can't get it anymore. $34 is pretty good. I actually got it for $22, the exact same package, because Newegg had a 50% off coupon. So keep your eyes peeled. It, will, it does go on and off sale, so you might get it for even less. But even at $35... Just a file for your state alone is like 30 bucks. So, and that's included. So, you're basically getting the software for almost nothing. Uh, Real time feedback April 18th this year. 18th this year. Okay. Well, those three days won't matter when you get it done nice and early with HR Block software. Um, so, so check that out. We'll have the link to the website. But, and HR Block, you can get all the, you know, they've got deluxe and premium and business and professional and free and basic and all these levels. But, find one that works for you i just think it's really easy and uh certainly easier than some of the tax act and some of the free solutions which i found kind of a pain so when, when you can't have dan's mom doing your taxes pick up h&r block um <laughs> all right that is it we've got fun music and tax software for you here on don't panic um and that concludes this episode of the show. I'll remind everybody, of course, don'tpanic.io is our website. Uh, you should go there. It's got all of our past episodes, the picks from this week and all the past weeks. And, of course, links to subscribe and follow on all the different sites. I will quickly plug at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Don'tpanicshow at gmail.com for email. And please do subscribe on all the platforms, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, via RSS on the website, most major podcast apps. And, of course, on YouTube where we're doing video, 720PHD. Fun graphics. Uh, we play videos and music and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's a really fun experience to check out the video version. So you can do that on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash Don't Panic Show. Um, let's see. What else, Dan? What am I missing? Oh, one one thing I forgot to mention about Snarky Puppy. Uh, they record all of their albums in a studio, but they bring a live studio audience into the recording studio so that technically every album is live. They do it nice. in one take, and there's, like, clapping and interaction with the audience and people whooping and hollering throughout. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This is going to be nice. I'm excited. Couldn't tell. I'm, I'm pretty obsessed. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm going to – I'm picking up the CD version so I can listen to my car. Nice. So that that's going to be fun. Um, oh, and one other thing I will mention, GameNights.tv. You should go there, listen to Dan, myself, Colby, and Matt play Dungeons & Dragons. We had a couple fun episodes that will be going up uh, this week, next week, and – so I wanted until we're done with the game. So check that out as well. Um, Colby will be back next week. We'll have the full cast to talk more tech news on behalf of a, of a wheezy Dan. This is Sean uh, thanking everybody for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week for a brand new Don't Panic. See you then. <laughs>